Want to learn how to leverage your marketing to get clients on repeat? Charge a fee that leaves you with money in your pocket even after you've finished paying your bills? And finally, stop working with the clients that you've long outgrown? Liberated Business is a transformational program that combines group and one-on-one work so you get the best results possible. This differs from every other program out there because it helps you make money while supporting your joy and liberation throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Liberated Business starts this June and runs through November, and enrollment is open now. Visit thebadtherapist.coach liberatedbusiness to get all of the details and sign up. DM me on Instagram at thebadtherapist with any questions or to learn more. I cannot wait to get started with you. When it comes to marketing, I was super resistant to it. I felt overwhelmed. I felt scared. I just really had no idea where to start. And I continued to not really do much marketing because I felt like I should just be better at it and know how to do it. And ironically, once I became willing to pay someone else to get involved in that process in my business, lo and behold, I started learning so much more about marketing and I actually did get better at it. And now I would say I even enjoy it in many ways. And now I teach other people how to do it. This would have never happened if I hadn't been willing to actually start to pay someone in my business to do this. Hey there, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show, the podcast for current and aspiring private practice therapists who want to earn more money, work less, and have a way bigger impact. I'm your host, Felicia, The Bad Therapist, former goody-goody therapist turned six-figure private practice owner and therapist business coach. I'm here to help you learn everything you need to know about private practice and expanding beyond the one-to-one model so you can earn more money and increase your impact as a therapist without burning out or hustling. Using my proven liberated business method, therapists at all stages of business have been able to grow their income while becoming even better therapists. And I'm on a mission to help you do the same. It's time for you to get your time back and enjoy being a therapist again. You ready? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to The Bad Therapist Show. I'm your host, Felicia. Today, we're talking about working with a virtual assistant in your therapy practice. This is something I get asked about a lot from therapists. And over the years, I've had my own experiences working with multiple assistants. Some of them I've loved, some I've fired, some have even fired me. But along the way, I have learned so much. And to be totally honest with you, I don't think I could ever go back to not having an assistant again. Now I help my clients, therapists like you in private practice, build out their dream teams. And it's always so satisfying when my clients find the perfect person with the right skill set that just makes their work and their life so much easier. If you've been wondering if you should work with an assistant or you want to improve your current team, then make sure to keep on listening. Today, I'll cover how working with an assistant can help you grow your private practice. I'll also review common mistakes that therapists often make when working with VAs and what you can do to hire the right person for you. Let's get into it. So first of all, what the hell even is a virtual assistant? I know that I was pretty confused by this term when I first heard it. As a therapist in private practice, I couldn't really imagine what I would need an assistant for. It didn't make sense. I was doing everything on my own. 
definitely not doing everything well, especially when it came to marketing. That was, yeah, there just really wasn't much happening in that. I would tell myself that my like coffee dates with my friends and colleagues who were therapists were marketing and like it kind of was, but let's be real, it was mostly coffee. So at the time, I really couldn't think about how I would use a virtual assistant in my business, but we're going to break this down a little bit. A virtual assistant is typically an independent contractor. They're usually not a full-blown employee of your business. They're typically not full-time, although you can do that and you may get to a point in your business where you actually do want someone who's assisting you full-time. But typically, especially for when you're first starting out, they're independent contractors working part-time in your business. Uh, And they do administrative tasks related to your business. Like I said, they might also help with marketing and different things like that. And virtual refers to the fact that y'all aren't occupying the same physical space. You could be in one state, your assistant could be in a different state, or maybe even in an entirely different country. A little bit later on, I'll go into more detail around how you would actually work with an assistant and what sort of tasks they might do. But I want to start a bit more broadly on the question of why do you even need a virtual assistant in your private practice? Do you need one? And I'm going to make a case. I'm going to share some reasons with you why I think this is a good idea. One really big thing is that you can focus more on the tasks that only you can do, including and especially money generating tasks. So when it comes to running your private practice, there are lots and lots of things you do. And there are some of these things that literally only you can do. You are the only one who can write your case notes. You are the only one who can meet with your clients. Um, I mean, of course, if you have a group practice, other therapists can meet with clients, but a virtual assistant wouldn't be doing that. But that's pretty much it. Like a virtual assistant could handle your billing. They could handle onboarding clients. They could handle ensuring that clients are filling out their intake paperwork. They could be coordinating those initial consultation sessions. They could be following up with clients if payments don't go through. Like these are all things that a VA could be doing for you. And this allows you more time to be focusing on money generating activity or maybe just relaxing, chilling, taking some time off. And yes, paying someone to do administrative tasks in your business so you can have time off to relax is totally worth it. That is a great way to reinvest in your business and reinvest in your well-being. And what I found as an entrepreneur is that I actually need a lot of kind of open space and downtime to get really creative about what I want to create. Looking back on how I have been in the mental health field over the years, it makes sense to me that there were kind of limitations on how big of an impact I could have. I didn't really have like the mental capacity to be thinking of like big group programs or having a podcast. I mean, I thought about a podcast for a long time, but I didn't have like the capacity to actually do it. And so my message to you is that if you're a really creative person, but you're just finding that all of your ideas are getting stalled you may find that some of these things can actually start to take shape once you have some of the other things in your life getting handled by somebody else where you're not so focused on scheduling or billing or onboarding and you actually have someone else doing that job for you. The thing that finally got me to hire an assistant was marketing. And I know for a lot of us therapists, this is a huge pain point. Like obviously, if you're listening to this now, you can see I've gotten pretty comfortable with marketing. I market in a lot of different ways, but it really wasn't that way at the beginning. I felt super overwhelmed. I didn't know where to start. 
I just was super ignorant when it came to marketing. I didn't know what I was doing. And so I finally made the decision to hire an assistant after a lot of encouragement from my coach. And it was such a game changer. And I think I may have talked about this before, maybe not, but my first assistant was actually not a great fit for me. But I learned so much from working with them. I learned things about how to be a better leader, how to ask for what I wanted. I actually learned a lot about marketing by watching what they were doing and realized that a lot of what they were doing, I could do myself. And that was super eye-opening. And I actually just hired someone else immediately after that because I wanted to have somebody else doing work in my business. I found that it helped keep me accountable to what I wanted to create. It meant that if I had gaps in my skill or knowledge set, there could be somebody else who might have those things and could fill those gaps for me. And it just really helped keep the ball rolling when it came to marketing in a way that it just hadn't before. I knew from that point on that basically left to my own devices, I probably wouldn't be as on top of my marketing and it was really worth it for me to pay someone else so that I showed up for that. And that was a great learning point for me. So if you're struggling with being consistent in your marketing, if you find that you keep on setting goals or making decisions about how you're going to show up, but time and time again, you're not actually doing that. I have found not just for myself, but in supporting a lot of other therapists in private practice that once you have somebody else who is a part of this system with you, who is kind of relying on you to show up and do your part, that creates so much more consistency on your end. And it's been amazing to watch the other therapists that I work with go from feeling like really lost or annoyed or frustrated to being like, oh my gosh, I finally know what I'm doing here and I can trust myself to show up for this process because I am paying this other person to do this job. And if I want to make the most of it, I have to show up and do my part of this. Another thing that working with an assistant can do is it can help your potential and current clients get quick responses. One of the really common complaints that therapists get is that they don't answer their phones, they don't return emails in a timely manner, and I think probably most of us are pretty good about responding to our current clients, but when it comes to like inquiries from new clients, we sometimes as an industry have a hard time responding to that. So if you want to sort of like protect your reputation, build goodwill with potential clients, even if you can't take them on, just like have that quick response, working with an assistant and having someone who can come in and respond to those people could be super helpful for you. They might even be able to set up systems for you so that that stuff gets automated because maybe you are at a place right now where you don't actually want to take new clients, but you do want to make sure that you're continuing to foster this goodwill with your business with the public. One of the things that I really love about working with an assistant, and it's also similar to working with a business coach, is that there's someone else in my business holding it with me. Now, there are a lot of different types of assistants out there, and not all of them are going to be that involved in your business. I'll talk about that a bit later, like how to find the right kind of assistant for you. But for me, especially when I was looking for the most recent person that I've been working with, and we've been working together now for about a year, is I really wanted to find someone who cared about the change I was trying to create in our industry. I didn't just want someone who could take in information and spit something back out. I wanted somebody who is creative and really cared about the mission of 
being the bad therapist and what we're doing here. And so I made that really explicit when I was looking for the next person to to fulfill this role in my business. And I've got to say, having someone who is looking at the content that's going out and is helping create graphics and sometimes doing copywriting and copy editing that gets what I'm trying to do here is so amazing. That feels so good. It, It increases trust. I feel good about the things we're putting out into the world. And it honestly takes things off my plate and it's so worth it to pay for that. Now, again, not every assistant is going to work with you on that level, but if that's something you're desiring, know that there is a person out there for you who can do that. So these are all really, really great reasons to hire an assistant, to work with an assistant in your business. And I want to give you a few more scenarios for you to just be able to quickly know if it's really time for you to make that move. So if you aren't consistent with your marketing and you're feeling overwhelmed, great idea to hire an assistant. Also probably a really good idea to have a coach because your coach is going to help you with strategy and the assistant is going to help you with implementation and execution. Another great reason is if you want more clients, but you aren't responding in a timely manner to the inquiries you're getting. You don't want to let those people fall through the cracks. It doesn't matter if you think you should be able to do this. If you aren't doing this, then you need to solve for that problem. And maybe I'll spend a bit of time there quickly before I move on. One of the things that kept me from getting help in my business, specifically getting an assistant, was that I felt like I should be doing more marketing. I should know what to do. I should have the willingness for it. I should be more motivated. I shouldn't be so lazy. All of these different things actually got in the way of me getting help because I thought that I should just be better at this thing. I'm guessing you felt that way about something if in your life, if not something in your business, and very possibly this exact same thing where you think, well, why would I hire someone? I should actually just be better at this thing. I should be able to do it. Other people do it. I'm just a lazy moron or something like that. And that's not the truth. The truth is, is that we all have different skill sets and it honestly doesn't matter if you should be able to do this or not. It's kind of irrelevant. The best way to start to make changes in your business is to get crystal clear on where you're at right now and work with reality rather than against it. When we're saying I should be this way and you're not this way right now, We are not living in reality. We're living in a world of fantasy where we want things to be different, but we're not actually doing anything to change it. So rather than trying to change yourself into a person that you aren't in this moment, work with where you're at. And you will find most often that the change that you do actually desire ends up happening. So like I said at the beginning, when it comes to marketing, I was super resistant to it. I felt overwhelmed. I felt scared. I just really had no idea where to start. And I continued to not really do much marketing because I felt like I should just be better at it and know how to do it. And ironically, once I became willing to pay someone else to get involved in that process in my business, lo and behold, I started learning so much more about marketing and I actually did get better at it. And now I would say I even enjoy it in many ways. And now I teach other people how to do it. This would have never happened if I hadn't been willing to actually start to pay someone in my business to do this. 
even saying that out loud, though, I know this is true. And like, of course, this is my life. So I know it really well still feels kind of crazy because I'm like, it's literally the exact opposite of my impulse, uh, what I wanted to do that actually made the change that I was most deeply desiring. So if you want things to change, uh, but you just think you should be a different person, my advice for you is get help, (laughs) bring someone else into the picture, and you will probably see these things that you want to change start to shift after that point. Okay, another scenario that could be a sign that it's time for you to hire someone is if you have all the clients you want, but you don't actually have the time to either enjoy your life or to pursue other revenue streams. So let's say that you're a therapist in private practice and you're like, I don't actually want more one-on-one clients right now. I'm not interested in that. I have all of the clients that I want, but I do really want to make this online course, or I do really want to start offering retreats, or I have this book idea that has been knocking on my door, knocking on my soul over and over again, and I just want the time to write it. Okay, if that's the case, then get an assistant, get someone else in your business who can help take some things off your plate so you can actually focus on it. Again, if you're a person who has been like, well, I really want to write this book and I should just find the time for it, but week after week, month after month, year after year, you are not finding the time for it, maybe time to get an assistant. I recommend that your assistant be one of your first three hires in your business after a business coach and accountant. These are my top three in your business. Get a business coach, get an accountant, get an assistant. And your assistant is going to be someone who you work super closely with throughout your time in business. And probably the more hours you have with them, the more you pay them, the more closely you're going to be working with them, the more knowledgeable they're going to be about the ins and outs of your business. You know all these great reasons for why you should actually hire an assistant. I'm going to go over some common mistakes that therapists often make when working with VAs. So if you've never worked with a VA before and you're listening to this right now, this is awesome. It's going to save you so much time and trouble. Uh, You're going to be so much happier with your VA. Your VA is going to be so much happier with you. And if you're currently working with a VA and it's not really clicking right now, this is probably going to help point out some of the things that could be going wrong and hopefully give you some pointers on how you can begin to address those. So common mistake, number one, you've hired a VA, but you're wanting them to actually do the work of a coach or an OBM. In case you haven't heard this term before, OBM stands for online business manager. So this would be somebody who is looking at the high-level aspects of your business. They're not your business coach, but they are a managing team, and they could be getting involved on a strategy level. They would be expected to basically know as much about your business as you do, and they're typically paid more than VAs. So if you are hiring a VA, someone to come into your business to complete tasks, but then you have the expectation that they're actually doing this much higher-level work, then that could be really frustrating for the both of you. When you're working with a VA, your job is to basically give them all the information they need to succeed at the tasks you've given them. They're generally not expected to have to be super creative or have to hold the high level of your business. It's kind of like, here's the task, you complete it, it's done. That is baseline what a lot of VAs do. This isn't to say that there aren't VAs who do get more creative or do have more strategy, but I would say unless that has been explicitly stated as an expectation, 
and then you could end up being really frustrated with your VA. And this is actually what happened to me when I hired my first person. I wasn't great at giving them the information they needed to be really successful at the tasks. I hadn't really found my messaging yet, and I wanted them to be kind of doing higher order stuff than I had really hired them to do, and it turned out to not work out for me. And from that, I learned, oh, I do actually want a VA who's not necessarily doing tons of strategy, but I want them to care deeply about my business. I don't just want them to complete tasks. So I think that's really important for you to know going in is like, what level of support do you need? Do you need someone who is going to come in and maybe offer a bit more guidance, do a bit more digging, who is going to prompt you to give them material, who's going to maybe even supply you with some strategy? Or do you just need someone in your business who's going to complete tasks and you're going to make sure that they have all of the information and all of the structure to do that effectively? So think about that right now if you're working with somebody and it isn't working out. Like, what are the expectations? Mistake number two, you expect your VA to do your marketing for you with little input from you. Again, this was a mistake I made with my first VA. I said, hey, why don't you just make some social media posts based off of the copy I had on my website? And they were like, sure, we can do that. And they did exactly that. And guess what? I was unhappy uh, because there was almost no creativity. Um, and once we ran out of that copy and there wasn't a lot, that was kind of it. And what I realized is that, oh, I also need to step up to give them more content. Like I need to find things to say about this. And unless I have hired someone who is essentially going to create my messaging for me, and honestly, I wouldn't really advise that. I think you need to do the work of finding your messaging, which is something I would say a coach would really help you with. But yeah, you need to find that messaging and share it with your VA if they're going to be making effective copy for you. Now, if you've been in business for a while, if you've been marketing for a while, you potentially have tons of content saved, which is something I do. And if you are putting content out in the world but aren't saving it and aren't tagging it and putting it in a database to reuse, I highly advise you do that. That is going to be invaluable to you. Um, And now, because I have so much content that we can pull from, it would actually be really, really easy for a new VA that worked with me to learn my messaging and my voice really quickly and be able to replicate that, to tweak it, to adjust it, and also just to reuse tons of content. But at the very beginning, I didn't have any of that, and I really was starting from scratch. And my hope that I didn't realize I had at the time was that my VA would just like somehow know what I wanted and just like basically be a copywriter. And that was not the service they were offering. So I realized I couldn't outsource the copy editor role in my business. I needed to learn that myself. Conversely, I have a client right now, a therapist in private practice who also has a coaching business, who has found a VA who is totally willing to have conversations with them and basically transcribe what they're saying and turn that into content. That is incredible. Not every VA is going to do this, but this was something that my client and I figured out when we were talking about them finding their next assistant. They needed to work with somebody new. And I was like, okay, well, what do you really want? They're like, honestly, I don't want to sit down and write a bunch of copy. My dream is that someone would meet with me and they would really take my messaging and then they would create from that. And I was like, okay, then we need to find someone who does that for you. And lo and behold, that person exists 
And these two are so happy together and it is so beautiful to see. And the marketing is coming out consistently. This client feels so held. And that is the beauty of finding the right fit for you. So we'll talk a little bit later about how to get really clear on exactly what you're looking for. But again, this is this is just something to note. Mistake number three, you didn't anticipate the time it would take to train someone on how to work in your business. All right, so a good VA should make your life and your work easier. Honestly, if that is not happening, then you need to find someone new. That's really important. That being said, people need to learn how to work with you and work in your business. You will have to do some degree of training, even if you have a super seasoned assistant, even if they're coming in with a very established package saying, I can do X, Y, Z for you. You should anticipate that there will be some time needed to train and onboard them. You will need to get used to giving them feedback, find an efficient way to do that, and work through whatever challenges you may have around giving feedback. I know that was something I had to work through. But if you, in the first, I would say, like month to three months, are feeling super frustrated at like how much time you are needing to devote to actually train this person, I just want to normalize that there will be some of that. That is to be expected. It doesn't necessarily mean you have the wrong assistant. Now, if you're having to give the same feedback over and over and over again, and the changes aren't being made, or we are like more than three months down the road and you're still spending tons of time training someone, then yeah, that is probably not a good fit. But again, if you're frustrated week one because like it's not perfect and not exactly the way you want it, I think you need to give your assistant more grace. If we're three plus months in, you've given this feedback multiple times, the change still hasn't happened, then we need to look into hiring someone else. Mistake number four, you didn't have a clear agreement with your VA. So going back to a client of mine who was working with somebody where it just was not a good fit, when we were digging into, okay, what's really going on here? And I said, you know what, can I see your contract with them? Like, what were the deliverables this person said they would do? And on the contract, it said, post on Instagram for the month. And I was like, oh, well, there's a problem. We have no idea what this means. Post on Instagram for the month or manage social media for the month means literally nothing on its own. What are the actual responsibilities? Is this person writing copy? Are they editing copy? Are they creating graphics? Are they scheduling the post? Are they engaging with people on Instagram? Like that is a contract. That is a set of deliverables. Posting on Instagram is not helpful at all. We have no sense of timeline. We have no sense of like who's responsible for what piece. And so what we did with this client is we spent a lot of time going through what exactly do you want to have happening? And let's create a job description that includes all of that. And then you'll go out and look for that person. So if you are working with a VA, and again, it's not quite clicking, check to see what is in the contract. Is it really clear? Do you know what you're responsible for? Does your assistant know what they're responsible for? Are there things in there that aren't happening either on your part or on their part? And can that be fixed? Does the contract need to be adjusted? Do you need to start stepping up? Do they need to start stepping up? Go back and look at that document and see, is this actually clear what needs to be happening? Mistake number five, you hired someone to do deliverables, but what you actually want them to do is hourly. And you're frustrated that when something needs to get done in your business, they won't actually do it. So when it comes to how assistants work, there are two broad categories. 
Some assistants do a whole suite of things, but ultimately they're billing you per hour or they have a retainer for a certain number of hours per month of work. And so it really doesn't matter um, how long it takes them to do something, how long it takes them to do a certain task. You're going to pay for however long it takes them to do it. Even if the task is the same month to month, if this month it takes five hours and the next month it takes 10 hours, you're going to be billed differently according to that. Alternatively, an assistant might offer, I do X number of posts on Instagram per month. And I know that's vague. And I just said, don't be that vague. Let's assume in this case, it's like much more specific than that, like what the actual process is. But let's say that they they say, I will create 15 posts for Instagram every month and it costs X amount of dollars. And I will do all these other things for X amount of dollars. And it doesn't matter whether that takes me five hours or 10 hours, it's always this amount. That would be based on deliverables. But the thing that you need to understand is if you have hired somebody for certain tasks, whether that's deliverables or hourly, and then you're asking them to do something outside of that contract, you should expect that you will need to pay more money or and or the contract will need to be renegotiated. So if you've hired someone to do a certain set of deliverables and then this month you're like, oh, but hey, can you do this? And they're saying, no, actually I can't. Understand that if that's not on their contract, that is really valid and that you have just discovered something else that you need in your business. And so it's time to have a conversation about that. But if you haven't realized kind of like what you're signing up for and you thought you could just like tack on another task and that's not a part of your contract, recognize that that's something that you could be getting frustrated about. And it's actually not a huge issue. You just need to have a conversation about it and see if this person can work with you in that way. So now that you know these common mistakes, I want to set you up for success with either your next assistant or the person you're currently working with. So whether you're already working with team or not, I really want you to do this exercise. Make a list of everything you're currently doing on a daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly basis in your business, plus anything that you're not doing, but you would like to be doing or have someone else doing in your business. And if you're working with an assistant already or other team members, you can also write down the tasks that they're responsible for. This may take a while because I want you to be detailed, but this will help you begin to categorize which of these tasks do I need to keep on doing? Which of these tasks should I hire out or train someone else to do? And if I'm already working with somebody, how well is this going? Like, are they actually being responsible for the tasks that are on their plate? Am I doing a good job of showing up and doing my part so that I'm not bottlenecking the process? This is a great assessment to do on a regular basis. I would advise you do it quarterly. This is really, really good housekeeping. It's a great way to ensure that your working relationship with your team members is going really well and that if anything is little off that you're able to catch it before it actually becomes a problem. So again, make this list of the tasks and then go through them one by one and decide, is this something that I need to keep on doing or is this something that I want to hand off? And you might create a few different categories. Maybe there are some things that you're like, yes, I'm so willing to pay someone. I want to get this off my plate right now. Yes, please. And then maybe there are some things that are kind of like wish listy. You're like, okay, I'm not ready to hand this off yet, but I know this is coming and like next set of time for this, like this thing is leaving my plate. I'm not gonna be doing this forever. So do that on a regular basis. 
Know that most assistants who are established will probably already have packages to offer you that list the deliverables or have certain uh, retainers for number of hours every month, but I would still advise you to have this list in place even if you're going to work with somebody who has packages set up because I want you to know what you need. Even if you're going to be working with people who have predefined packages, you still need to find someone who has a package and skill set that meets your needs. And finally, when you're ready to hire your next assistant, please interview at least three assistants. This is going to really help you find the best fit and ensure that you're choosing the person that really stands out from the crowd. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope this episode has helped you feel more confident building your team and knowing that you don't have to do it all alone in your business. I've linked some of my favorite VAs in the show notes to make this extra easy for you, so please go check them out. And next week, I'll be joined by Betsy Castro, the founder and owner of the Mental Health VA, so you can hear it straight from a VA's mouth around how you can work with one to really improve your private practice. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave a review and a five-star rating if you found this helpful. Come say hi and follow me on Instagram at The Bad Therapist. That's all for today. I'll see you next week. That's all today for The Bad Therapist Show. Thanks so much for hanging with me. I hope you got some gems that you can start using right away in your own business so that you can break out of good therapist conditioning and build the business that you want. If you've gotten something out of this episode, don't keep it to yourself. Share it with one of your good therapist friends who really needs to hear it. And while you're at it, please consider leaving a rating and or review so that we can change not just our individual businesses, but transform the mental health system that got us here in the first place. Thank you so much. I'll see you next week for more private practice and coaching tips. Remember, bad therapists make the best therapists.